Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Today in Business from Wired. Portland's face recognition ban is a new twist on smart cities. The first big U.S. city to prohibit private businesses from using the technology reflects rising skepticism of new tools and concerns about fairness by Tom Simonite. Portland's 2016 entry for a $50 million federal contest called the Smart City Challenge described a Pacific Northwest techtopia. It promised autonomous shuttles, trucks, and cars on city streets through partnerships with Daimler and Lyft. Sensors from Alphabet Sidewalk Labs would monitor people walking and biking around the city to analyze traffic patterns. The Rose City didn't win, and four years later, there were no self-driving lifts on its streets. One thing that has changed, Portland's conception of what makes a city smart. This month, Portland adopted the nation's most restrictive laws on face recognition, banning private as well as government use of the technology. The new rules originated in part from a small city office called Smart City PDX that has sought to redefine the buzzword it is named for. Instead of hunting for smart new tech, it aims to mediate tech's impact on citizens. The focus became the work we need to do before we deploy new technology, especially in BIPOC communities who don't trust the city to necessarily represent their interests, says Kevin Martin, who leads Smart City PDX. That group drafted the ordinances that made Portland the first major U.S. city to restrict private as well as public use of face recognition. The new rules are part of a broader movement by officials around the U.S. to scrutinize tech companies and of cities deciding that being smart means restricting some technologies. At least 10 U.S. cities have banned government use of face recognition since San Francisco became the first city to do so in May 2019. This year has seen smart city retrenchments. In May, Sidewalk Labs abandoned a project to techify Toronto's waterside after tangling with local activists and lawmakers. 
This month, San Diego's mayor switched off the cameras on thousands of smart streetlights after it emerged that police frequently accessed the footage, contrary to the $30 million project's original goals. The power of civic technology was known to the Romans, but the term smart city took off in the 2010s as the tech industry accelerated out of the Great Recession hungry for new places to apply computing. Companies as diverse as IBM, Cisco, and MegV, a top vendor of face recognition to the Chinese government, used the term in marketing. The U.S. Department of Transportation's Smart City Challenge reflected the concept's usual form. The project aimed to create a fully integrated, first-of-its-kind city that uses data, technology, and creativity to shape how people and goods move in the future. Tap the right tech, and you can sculpt how your city and citizens function. Columbus, Ohio won the $50 million in June 2016, but being a finalist put Portland on the map with technology providers. Product pitches flooded in. The city worked with AT&T and GE to add traffic sensors to some streetlights and tested traffic tracking software from Sidewalk Labs. But Martin, who worked on the 2016 contest entry and then led a small team inside the city's Bureau of Planning and Sustainability, worried about letting industry take the lead. Smart cities was a marketing term created to sell cities' technology, and when the concept first started getting traction, a lot of those technologies were oversold, he says. The team's self-image permanently shifted in 2017, as it worked to implement a new ordinance committing Portland to sharing data collected by the city or its contractors. Immigrant and minority communities worried that data could inadvertently expose people relying on city services to discrimination or even deportation the team began to reframe its mission around improving equity by being responsible with technology, not sourcing cool new gear. That led the group to get the cameras in Portland streetlight sensors, which originated elsewhere in city bureaucracy, disabled before deployment, averting the problems that surfaced in San Diego. In 2018, the city council christened the group Smart City PDX and formalized its mission to address inequalities and disparities using data and investing in technology-driven practices that improve people's lives. Smart City PDX worked closely with the city's Office of Equity and Human Rights to develop privacy principles for city use of technology. After the city council approved those principles in June 2019, some city commissioners asked Smart City PDX to look into how Portland might follow San Francisco's ban on government use of face recognition. That launched the team of five into consultations with community groups, similar to how it developed the privacy principle. We heard people say, we don't feel there's anybody representing our interests and in how the private sector is using this technology in our communities, Martin says. That caught the interest of City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, who became a champion of Smart City PDX's work and of a ban on private business using face recognition. The more research they did, the more it became clear we had to do something now she says. Hardesty was concerned to learn that the Jackson's food stores chain had installed face recognition at some Portland locations to block entry to people it suspected of shoplifting. Black residents relayed concerns that face recognition is less accurate for people with darker skin tones. She found industry assurances that the technology was getting better. Flip. In September 2019, Smart City PDX released two draft ordinances on face recognition, with support from Hardesty. One barred city deployment of the technology immediately. The other blocks private use in any place of public accommodation, such as a store, stadium, or Airbnb rental, starting on January 1, 2021. 
Chris Bushick, founder of local group PDX Privacy and supporter of the bands, says the process showed Portland Smart City Group listens to citizen concerns. They seem to care very much about privacy and equity in helping marginalized groups to play a bigger role in the community, she says. Some companies push back against the proposed ban. Amazon spent $24,000 on lobbying after their drafts were released. The company did not respond to a request for comment. The Oregon Bankers Association unsuccessfully sought an exemption for banks or customer service uses like accessing an ATM or safe deposit box. A spokesperson for the association says the exemption is needed and the group will continue talking to city officials. Jackson's did not respond to a request for comment. The Portland City Council's unanimous backing of the twin bands makes it the latest example of how conceptions of the smart city and surveillance have changed. People in city government are much less wowed by the promises of shiny tech tools than they used to be, says Ben Green, an assistant professor in public policy at the University of Michigan and author of The Smart Enough City. He attributes that to growing distrust of large tech companies and smart city projects that have underwhelmed or imploded such as Toronto's defunct partnership with Sidewalk Labs. Brian Hofer, executive director of Secure Justice and an influential activist on city surveillance laws, says Portland's broadband and the process behind it could both be influential. Face recognition bans have been mostly driven and even drafted by activists like Hofer or the ACLU working with lawmakers, not from within a city's bureaucracy, he says. The existence of Smart City PDX helped Portland do more community outreach than Bay Area cities that have restricted face recognition, and in the process, they discovered that support exists for private bands too. That's a really great sign, says Hofer, who is also chair of Oakland's Privacy Commission and testified to Portland City Council before its bans passed. He predicts private bans will now spread too. Many activist groups and coalitions are thinking about pushing this in other cities, he says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.